This episode of the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast is brought to you by Patreon and the Gentleman Scofflaw merchandise page. Go to gentlemanscofflaw.com. In the menu, click the support or shop links to help support the show. You are listening to the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast. Listener, beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open. I ain't got time for moping. I best be on my way. Well, I still got time to save my reputation. Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town. Happy Independence Day, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Law Podcast, the podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man. I'm your host, Jordan Crowder. Co-hosting with me in person, as per usual, is the Don, Donovan Fowler. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty nice. good. Got a little bit of, I think I got a stomach bug, but I think I'm going to be okay. I think I, 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 I'm, I'm glad to hear that. There's delays of the recording of this podcast. And not because of uh, not because a character was going to join on at the yeah break. no no guests it was uh, uh, you know <laughs> um, <laughs> some of you may understand that I don't know you have to be a listener that was, a, that was an insider joke even the um, listeners may not fully get that but you know whatever <laughs> connect the dots connect the dots uh, uh, yeah Fourth of July weekend yeah dude yeah we it's get exciting. kind of a kind of Fourth of July themed episode uh, later on on the show we're going to have Nick. Over at the Legacy Flag, sweet. Um, which he's an awesome guy. He creates these fantastic kind of, I guess you would call them like, like uh, upscale folk art. Yeah. Um, flags. Yeah. That he carves and chars by hand and makes them out of wood, and uh, they're very unique looking. And uh, I think uh, it's apropos for uh, the holiday. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. Right, and very apropos for the holiday. Apropos. I mean, uh, what better to adorn your apartment or house wall or cabin wall than a uh, a big old American flag? Exactly. That's what you need. Yeah. I wish I had more American flags on things. Well, I mean, you got a pretty good record of keeping one on your rock and your hat. So Yeah, that's you know, true. It's pretty good. Pretty good thing so far. That's true. Remember when I made that when we did the first go ruck and I made the flag? The flag I do. Pole? I remember that. Yeah, out of PVC pipe and yeah, yeah. That was, was good. That was a good. That was a good flag. I should carry that around. I carried that week. flag for a while. Yeah, a couple I, times. I remember when I made it. There was one guy there that was there for the first time. He inspected it. He was like, "Is this flag?" Is this flag secure? <laughs> and he like looked at it and put it together, took it apart, and he's like, "It's pretty good, pretty good flagpole." <laughs> yeah, I was so worried was about the flag hitting the ground. Yeah, oh the yeah, first well, uh, first time we did. You got to be worried about that in general, but yeah. uh, but especially on go rocks, they'll 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 mess you up. Yeah, well. Since it's the Fourth of July yeah. uh, week, family and taking the the week off, so that's why it's being released this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's that's the that's the beauty of so, uh, of recording pre records, I guess. Yeah, and so if you're if you're uh, out on the beach for Fourth of July or traveling somewhere, or grilling or smoking grilling, or the, drinking, you got the podcast. To you got to. the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's see, let's quiz our knowledge. Wait a minute. Are we going to do any housekeeping here? 
Oh, we got to do housekeeping. Jeez, Louise. Oh, what? gosh. What? I skipped where, over where it. Where is this podcast going yeah, if I'm the one who has to remind <laughs> us to do housekeeping? What do we got right, there? What are you I'm drinking there, Donovan? With a... Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, go. that was Ooh, good sound effect. Wasn't that just satisfying? That was a perfect sound effect. That was completely organic. Let me try organic. and see if I could replicate that was... it. Oh, Son of a no. bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. That was my fault. That was not the fault here, of uh, here, the let's, bottle let's breacher. Let's complete these sound effects here. here. There, we go. there we go. The bottle breacher was what made the first awesome sound, and yeah. the second sound was some other brand of, <laughs> of, uh, of bottle opener that we should, that shall not be named. <laughs> um, no, the bottle breacher, which is an awesome look it up. Uh, we have one specially made for the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast from our friend over at Bottle Breacher. And uh, it's it's an awesome thing. I yeah. love it. And fifty and it caliber really bullet does work. Looks like looks like it could be a flute too, but it's a bottle opener, like a piccolo. Yeah, wouldn't like a deadly piccolo, like, like one that'll put a big old hole in your chest. Yeah, I feel like a fifty cal and a take your piccolo head off. don't really go together. No, no, don't, don't play on that piccolo. Let's what, just say that. What are you drinking there? All right, so what I got here, I picked this up from the store, and I I was looking for something patriotic, and. Uh, I saw this. It's the Budweiser Red Lager, which is an annual thing now. I think they started it last year. Yeah. I actually was confused because I, uh, back in uh, summer of 2018, yeah, 2018, it was uh, the it was the um, Freedom Reserve. Yeah, and this is now the Discovery Reserve. Interesting. The Freedom Reserve was, I believe, just like supposed to commemorate. I think the troops. Yeah, it but, came out. I think Memorial Day. But weekend. here's the here's the funny squirrely thing about the Freedom Reserve, is well, first of all, this is a red logger. It's it's the American red logger. And uh, anyways, the Freedom Reserve apparently they claim that it comes from a recipe from George Washington's recipe or was inspired by George Washington's recipe. Yeah, I looked up George Washington's recipe because I was like, I don't really know if they had. <laughs> Lager. No, or lager. I don't really. I was like, I don't know if they had lager. I know George Washington. What did he did dabble in in distilling and brewing, and he made what I think a special kind of applejack. He was yeah, he was he's into that. Famous for applejack. Yeah, right? and uh, he apparently did have a beer recipe, but I was reading about it from from gentlemen who were much more apt at, at you know brewing than I am, and uh, it sounds like it's you know it's a, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like like the like Budweiser basically was like, oh, we'll just throw George Washington's name in there. Now that being said, I actually one of the comment sections because at first I was like, how dare you, <laughs> how dare you invoke the first president of the United <laughs> States in your marketing endeavors? Uh, but uh, I looked in the comments and I they, some another gentleman or perhaps a scofflaw made a good point that it was a genius marketing ploy because yeah. it made it it got me to buy it i was yeah. like "Ooh, oh george washington's recipe okay and um that being said these i don't know if these are identical but i know that the difference at least with the discovery reserve is that it's all here to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the apollo 11 moon landing which is yeah. july 20th I believe. oh cool and uh it says uh the specialty this specialty red lager is brewed with the voyager barley 
for a toasted malt taste with a hint of toffee, a light hoppy aroma, and a sharp finish inspired by archival malt forward recipe brewed at the time of the Apollo moon mission. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that it's closer in timeline to, you know, us than George Washington. Tastes very much like the Freedom Reserve. (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah, right. So it looks like it too. Bottom line with this is it's actually pretty good. I yeah. enjoy these uh, red lagers from Budweiser, yeah. um, and it's pretty solid, and uh, it's a good, um, it's good for Fourth of July for Definitely. sure. They also make a, a Jim Beam, I think, uh, copper lager. Really, it's Jim Beam inspired. Sounds a little bit more gimmicky, but it, I'd try that. They got this stubby bottle going on and everything. It looks, it's, it's pretty legit. You know, whatever. And uh, I am, uh, I'm also drinking one of those, but I am also smoking my legend corncob pipe, which is the very traditional yeah. all-American corncob pipe. Yeah. Um, in it, I've got, what's more American than cherry tobacco? I've got some cherry tobacco. I've got some cult blood red moon. Nice. I'm going in here. I'm going to light that up. We got the rabbit air going so that the wife doesn't get mad. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to, uh, 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 you know me, I love the cherry. An aromatic cherry. The aromatic cherry. <laughs> All right. Uh, now that we've gotten housekeeping out of the way, oh, that is good. I always like blood, blood, cold, blood red mood. It's the only cherry tobacco that I've had that, t- other than one other brand, that actually tastes like cherry tobacco. It's the only cherry tobacco that when you spark it up, it you hear a, a, a wolf and howl in the background. <laughs> yeah, because what is it? Like freaking blood red moon? Come Are you on. talking about Warren Zevon <laughs> no. Bad Moon Rising? No. <laughs> Who the hell is that? I, I was just, I, I was just making. Or a, werewolves? What is it? Werewolves uh, of London? I'm sorry. I, I, I bad room rising with somebody else. Okay, I'm, I, I, I was trying, I was trying to make a, a joke, but it was ill timed. It should have come around Halloween. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. No, it just it just sounds like it sounds like a, a witch uh, made this tobacco. Yeah, all their stuff looks like it's you know it's all <laughs> it looks like it's of pretty, the occult, pretty cultish. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it's good. I I enjoy it. Um, and I have had, smells great. I think I've had their other one called Abacus, which is pretty good. And if you do like another cherry tobacco, there's one called by CAO that makes flavored cigars. They make one called Cherry Bomb. Nice. Shout out to the Runaways. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll go. All my weird punk references. Let's uh, yeah, keep those to yourself. <laughs> Most to yourself. We don't appreciate your kind um, around these parts. <laughs> so we're going to see, uh, test our 4th of July knowledge. How much do you know about the 4th of July? This is a quiz you can take yep. on the AARP website yeah, <laughs> of this all is, places. <laughs> well, I, you know what? When I was doing my research, I figured why not go to people who would have been there. So, you know, the AARP. <laughs> the AARP. It's for old people, right? Exactly. Yeah. Isn't the AARP the old people's organization? I think so. Is it Pretty like sure. health? Was it health stuff? I think it's for old people. Memberships? Benefits? Um, I think it's a good thing we don't know. Retirement? <laughs> it ain't the, it ain't the NAACP. <laughs> okay. uh, but anyways, uh, yes, this is, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, because I feel like everybody has a... Uh, Everybody thinks they know the 4th of July, 
But then, you know, you go walking on the beach and you ask somebody, what was the 4th of July, sim- uh, you know, mean to you? And somebody's like, isn't that the day that Columbus landed on America? And it's just like, oof. <laughs> I guess uh, public schools really failed yeah, really certain failed. peeps out there. But anyways, yeah, you always think you know more than the average bear. But I'm actually, uh, I'm expecting to maybe not do, I, you know, I don't know. There's we'll a lot to it. We'll see. I'll ask and you one. And you're Canadian, so you're no help at all. <laughs> I'm only half Canadian. <laughs> but I was born in America. Good. Okay, right. well, there we go. That's that's that adds points to our cause. It's like saying I'm Canadian is like saying you're Irish. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Ouch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How dare you? Oh man. But I'll I'll read one, you read one to me and we'll go we'll switch back and forth okay. and see if our heads can uh, our heads combined will no. Cool. All right. What historical event do Americans celebrate on the 4th of July? A. Official signing of Declaration of Independence. Uh, B. George Washington's birthday. C. First shots of the American Revolution and D. Formal adoption of the Declaration of Independence. Well, I know it's not George Washington's birthday. No. Because that's, uh, that's either on President's Day or it's one of the dates around President's Day. I Actually, one of them I think is Martin. Anyways, we'll figure that one out later. Another holiday. Um, first shots, I don't think were... No, I don't think they were fired on the 4th of July. It has to do with the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And I don't know if it was signed... I. I don't think it was the I'm gonna formal say the for- adoption. I'm going to say it's the formal adoption, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm going to say it's the formal adoption because one thing that I've heard is that the Declaration of Independence, well, it's hard. I don't remember I actually if think it was, it's the formal adoption. Is it? Maybe that's what it is. Because the signing was very like, if if the movie National Treasure is telling the truth, if Nicolas Cage told me the truth, <laughs> shows you where i get my my knowledge yeah. from <laughs> that and the patriot um it sounds like i i don't know if uh the declaration of independence was signed in like in a room as we know it i think it was sort of passed around and guys signed it, it if that's if that was telling the truth anyways i'm gonna say the formal adoption of the declaration All of right. independence will you agree with me I, I i'm kind of i'm kind of on the fence but i'll well, agree one with of us you. is wrong <laughs> Let's check the answer. So it's correct. You're right. Oh, hell yeah. On July 2nd, 1776, the Continental Congress voted to approve it. Well, we all know this. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this yeah. stuff. All right. <laughs> next, all right. Next question. When were fireworks first used in an official 4th of July celebration? 1777, 1812, 1876, or 1901? Oh, jeez. Mm. I feel like... I feel like fireworks being imported is probably a more new, like more turn of the century thing. I'm going to say 1901. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, turn of the century is the right way. Incorrect. 1777. Wow. It's as old as the country. Ahead of the curve. Okay. Congress authorized using fireworks to help mark the first anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. The celebration, which took place in Philadelphia, also included bonfires and bells. I guess I can kind of see that there were like. I, well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to try to pretend to know how fireworks <laughs> were back then. But, um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, that's like that's one that messes with your head because you're like, yeah, of course fireworks would have been like not yeah. a thing. But 
Apparently yeah, they were. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's All crazy. right, so we're one for one on this one. All right, this one says, which president held a 4th of July celebration at the White House? George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, or James Madison? Gosh, it could be any one of those. I know, at this point, it's like just pick a number. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm going to say... My, like my gut says George Washington, but I feel like that yeah. might not be right. But I, he was a patriot. I mean, he I mean, yeah. Fourth of July would have meant it might be all of them. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you pick all of them? Could no, you? It no, it's just one. one. Well, maybe. Okay, so when was the Fourth? I mean, maybe it was John Adams. I mean, it says that fireworks were used in the celebration as early That's as 1776. So, so maybe it could be Washington. Let's just say George Washington. All right. Let's see. Check answer. Incorrect. It. it was John Says, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Though no, John, John, go, you can go oh, I'm so one. sorry. Though John Adams was the first president to occupy the White House, it was Thomas Jefferson who on 4th of July, 1801, opened the executive mansion to diplomats, civil and military officers, and Cherokee chiefs. The Marine Band performed the President's March, later retitled Hail Columbia and other patriotic airs. Wow. Interesting. That's wild. It is. Well, oh, we're man. we're failing. <laughs> All right, next question. Which newspaper first printed the Declaration of Independence? I'll let you read the answer on this one because right. I butted head was with, with you right. the last time. All right, the Philadelphia Eagle, the New York Times, the Pennsylvania Evening Post, or the National Enquirer. Jeez Louise! I mean, this is like, this is like really, <laughs> like this is David McCullough's uh, test. All right. Uh, points if anybody gets gets that reference. Uh, I'm gonna say it's either the uh, I not the New York Times. I'm gonna say it's either the Philadelphia Eagle or the Pennsylvania Evening Post. I'm I'm almost tempted to say the Pennsylvania Evening Post because I don't even know if the Philadelphia Eagle is a real thing. Yeah, and I the don't... Eagle wasn't adopted as our as our as our bird until yeah. Later. My gut says a Pennsylvania Evening Post. Okay, let's too. do that. Yeah, it wasn't the New York sure. Times. It's definitely not the National Enquirer. <laughs> All right, we got it. After John Dunlap of Penn- Philadelphia printed copies of the Declaration for Con- Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776, printers throughout the colonies produced their own versions. The one from the Pennsylvania Evening Post came out on July 6th, 1776. Wow, they were quick. Wow, that's pretty, pretty quick uh, reporting there. Quick turnaround there. All right. <clears throat> Which two U.S. presidents died on July 4th in the same year? I'm going to say Thomas Jefferson. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, James Monroe and Martin uh, Van Buren, uh, Millard Fillmore and Andrew Johnson, William How- How- <laughs> William <laughs> William Willem Howard Willem Taft, Defoe and-, <laughs> and Warren G. Harding. Well, uh, okay. I- I'm going to say Thomas Jefferson and John Adams because I think they died – yeah, they died on July 4th. They both died on July 4th. Oh, geez, spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm still watching John Adams. Oh, it's a HBO. great show. <laughs> it's a great show. I, I like that show. Yeah, you're right. The two former presidents, once fellow patriots and later political rivals, died within hours of each other on July 4th, 1826. Jefferson was 83 and Adams 90. I think Adams' last words were Jefferson survives, but the irony was is that he didn't. Jefferson was already dead. But um, speaking of John Adams, the uh, the show, uh, the one thing that they get wrong about that is they super dramatize how bad 
tartan feathering would have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Granted, it would not have been a pleasant experience, and I think people, yeah. it was not a good thing. It wasn't a day at the spa, but they make it look like they're, like, pouring hot lava onto people's skin, yeah. when in reality, I think it would have been a little bit more lukewarm, but whatever. Yeah. It's, it's kind Fun of more fact. of an elaborate prank than it was a torture. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> but like, but HBO has to like. I mean, they would have had a dragon in there if they could have. Yeah. They could have, you know, made it made some it boobs plausible. if they could fit it in. Yeah. There. Although so. I don't recall boobs in John Adams. But um, get that, Ab- <laughs> Abigail. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to. No, I'm not gonna make that joke. Anyways, uh, which U.S. president was born on Independence Day? Calvin Coolidge, James Buchanan, Lyndon B. Johnson, or Ronald Reagan? I was going to say Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to say Calvin Coolidge because I don't know. It's yeah, not Ronald Reagan, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know either. I can't. I don't. That I have no idea. But let's try Calvin Coolidge. Correct. Boom. All right. Thirtieth president was born on July Fourth, eighteen seventy-two, in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. He's the f- only president born on Independence Day. Dang. Interesting. All right. Question. How many people were living in the United States of America on July 4th, 1776? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Could it have gotten... It says 2.5 million, 9 million, 15 million, 30 million. I'm terrible with numbers and populations. Yeah, I, I couldn't feel even like, tell you. I feel like... The, I want to say low, like I want to say 2.5. Yeah. But then I also kind of want to say nine because I feel like it's just easy. Like most people would obviously say, oh, 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So, I, I, like, what the, big cities were there at that time? Well, there would have been Philly. There would yeah. have been New York, New York. There would have been like Charleston. There would have been. Yeah. I mean, basically all the capitals would have been big cities. But do you think they would have reached that many people at that amount of time? I mean, at that point, it it, it had been 100 years. Oh, yeah. It had been, like, yeah, 100 years, I think, since uh, maybe over 100 years since uh, the colonies. So maybe 9 million. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try 9 million. Incorrect, 2.5 million. Oh, we should have listened to our (laughs) instincts. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, All the mathematician scofflaws out there are like, yeah, these... Poor bastards. I think 2.5 million was the uh, um, was the population of Austin when I went to school there. Now it's like well, that's a U.S. That. Census Bureau estimate, so clearly yeah. they don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. When oh. did the Fourth of July become a federal holiday? 1777, fool us like that aarp we, we know too much um i, I mean we're know. still we're still one ahead we're four and three i right feel now. like if fireworks were 1777 and george washington had you know celebrated but, at the white house well but was it a federal holiday that's the question and here's the thing like thanksgiving wasn't a federal holiday until like 1930 something because uh what's his name uh franklin delano roosevelt decided to make it a make it so i think that's right i'm almost inclined to say it was like 1870 but yeah. but or it could have been on the centennial that's 1876 a good, that i think they're trying to fool you with that one yeah yeah all right let's say 1870 
Correct. Damn, all right. Cool. Because I want to say... So it's reaffirmed the holiday in 1938 and mandated full pay for federal employees. Nice. Yeah, I want to say uh, it was like right after the... Uh, it may have been a move after the Civil War to kind of tell people to start being... Uh, that makes sense. Start being cool again. All right. Which of the following was not one of the original 13 colonies? Vermont, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Carolina. Vermont. Vermont? I'm pretty sure Georgia would have been a colony, right? I don't know. Yeah, Vermont wasn't a colony. Hit I Vermont. would my instinct would say Georgia, but I I could uh, be I want to say I'm I'm going to put my I'm going to put my honor on the line right. for this one and say Vermont. Let's check. That. I'll put my citizenship right. on the line. The other 10 were Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, uh, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, and Virginia. The colonies became the first 13 states. Vermont became the 14th on March 4th, 1791. Late to the party, Vermont. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, New England, that would probably be part of it. So I think of Georgia as kind of separate from all those other uh, states. I just figured because, yeah, it's still colonial. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely was waffling there for a second. All right. I think we've got one more. Is it the 10 one? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. What baseball player threw a 4-10 no-hitter against the Boston Red Sox on July four, 4th in 1983? 4-0 no-hitter. 4-0? Yeah, 4-0. I say? You said 4-10. Oh, 4-0. It's for all, the, for all those aren't, who aren't <laughs> reading the quiz with us. Um, I'm dyslexic. All right. Jim Palmer of the Baltimore Orioles. Oral stupid question. Scheiser of the Los Angeles Dodgers, which they weren't, were they? Yeah, they were staying in 1983. Jack Morris of Detroit Tigers. Dave uh, Rigetti of the New York Yankees. 1983. Well, I have no idea. Maybe this is the best option to just hit C and see what happens. We can we can afford a, a loss here. C. Uh, it would be like uh, the third one down. Oh, like C. C. Okay. I, I, I you're saying that, C. <laughs> Dave Rigetti of the New York. I don't Kings. know why that feels so bad to lose that one. <laughs> it was always a it was always a test taking strategy in my like like ACT like whatever yeah. standardized standardized testing. If I didn't know or finals, if I didn't know the answer. I would always just be like, okay, screw it. It's just C. Yeah. And like that was like usually like the average would favor you. I don't know. Well, we got sixty percent. That's a passing grade, right? It is a passing grade. <laughs> we're D we're D, we're uh, D minus students. Americans. <laughs> D minus Americans. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and read seventeen seventy six at some point in the next couple months and, and brush up on my colonial uh uh colonial um history yeah my my, the history of the start of the country because uh as as our legacy flag guest will tell us it is very important to to know the history and legacy of that flag and uh if you want to read 1776 uh you can get it on audible.com like audibletrial.com it's like it's like one of those xylophones like (laughs) like that was like okay we got (laughs) <laughs> we got a segue. We got 
product placement for the guest, and we got an ad in there. All it's a trifecta. <laughs> it's a trifecta. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to a quick break and uh, be back with Nick of the Legacy Flag, and then we'll close out the show uh, with some listener mail. Hello, gentlemen, scofflaws. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener of the show. And your feedback and support is really what keeps us going and means a lot to us. So sincerely, thank you again. Now, if you're a fan of the show and you want to take your support to the next level, why not support the show on Patreon? We offer all sorts of extras on there like outtakes, extended interviews, a bonus movie podcast, and behind-the-scenes content. Better yet, we have options that start as little as a dollar a month. You pay more for that at a parking meter to go in and grab a cup of coffee at Starbucks. See what I did there? If you're interested in helping support the show, please check out patreon.com slash gentscofflaw or click the support link on the website. Again, that's patreon.com slash gentscofflaw. We look forward to having you as part of our team. All right, Donovan, I am uh, really excited to have this guest. I've been following his work online for a few years now. Um, We have Nick uh, of the Legacy Flag. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to have you. Um, I want to shift the gears a little bit and talk about about your work. Um, But for our listeners who don't know you, uh, let's talk a little bit about... Your background. Yeah, who, who is this fourteen-year-old girl that started woodworking? <laughs> no, that's not true. No, so yeah, I um, my name is Nick Nakarano. No, and uh, so me and my wife, I was my whole college career. I don't know how you describe it. I, I was going to be a dentist, so mm-hmm. I took all the biology and chemistry classes and physics and all that stuff, and the whole thing was prepping to be a, a dentist, and then uh, I didn't get in at first. So oh, wow. I decided to go to grad school. So I pivoted and I did a, you know, a year and a half of grad school in neuroscience and it sounds real sexy, but neuroscience sucks <laughs> and it's super boring and you, it's really cool on a surface level. But once you start scuba diving kind of into it, it just becomes more biology, more memorization and nothing really that crazy. I was managing a lab on a and uh, data from the 1970s of experiments they did on rhesus macaque monkeys and uh, trying to figure out just trying to apply any sort of neuroscience to these experiments on these poor monkeys and uh, so managing a lab doing all that um, I was padding the application for dental school and then I still didn't get into dental school oh wow uh, and uh, I was so we were living in the apartment in school I had a kid and I, I, I just kind of got sick of not having cool things, you know? And then I, we had a big blank space on the wall and I'm like, you know, you know what would be kind of cool is like a wood American flag. So then I, the first thought was to buy one. So I looked online and I didn't really see anything that I liked. And then from what I did see, I was like, I, I think I could do better than that. And I'm not even a crazy woodworker. I'm more of an artist. I did photography to support me through college and all that stuff. And, um, so, and then I ended up doing commercial photography for a belt company. But while I was doing that, I started making these wood flags. And uh, speaking of entrepreneurship today, we really got no excuse to not start a business like yeah. Shopify, how easy things. You don't need to know anybody. You don't need a lot of startup money. Just, just get it out there. Yeah. So I got it out there and then so quickly I started getting sales and then, you know, 
fast forward four years and tinkering and tinkering and tinkering, uh, the flag has turned into what it is. And it's just, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. Mm. And, uh, it's just been like just a vessel for, for growing the brand. Um, I, I'm able to donate them to charity auctions. I, I could leverage these flags to do certain things, which is like raising money for people, for fallen police officers. It's just the, the, the American flag to me, it's like the literal American dream. Yeah. I, I can't believe that it's brought me to this level in kind of in a short amount of time. Creating the cool thing turns out to be the easier part is getting eyes on it is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And it's the most annoying. And like it, you feel like you got to... You got to do things that just like you almost feel, you know, I don't want to betray the brand by marketing too hard or going in a certain direction. You're just like, how do I get eyes on things? It is so annoying. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. like, we'll take, for example, my, my company. Yeah. Legacy flag. So it's obviously, you know, a very patriotic brand. Yeah. But for me, I, I wanted to create something that works for everybody on both aisles. Mm. Like part of my mission is like, I'm start, I don't know about you guys. I'm starting to see the trend that it seems like conservative people tend to be championing this country a lot more. America F. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you got a sick American flag hat on right now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I feel it's like I want to encourage. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not that committed. He didn't actually have it sewn on. He, he just he just puts it on when when he feels like it or when it's a patriotic <laughs> depends holiday. On, yeah, if he goes into Starbucks, it, <laughs> it comes depends off. on what he ate that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just feel like I'm like, I don't know if this is healthy. You know, we're all on the same team and I feel like we all should be championing, it's true. championing pro-America. And I'm starting to see it kind of skewed to one side. So for me... I, I want my branding to be patriotic, but not necessarily political. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the weird thing I think that we run into these days is this, uh, this idea that <clears throat> it's definitely like there was a time when it, the, the flag was a unifying factor. It didn't really matter whether yeah. you were what political party or what philosophy you were coming from. Um, I mean, unless you were like straight up anti-American, it was a unifying factor. And nowadays people immediately draw conclusions kind of based on, I, I, I don't know. There's this sort of like, there's this sort of uh stigma with it, which is really odd. And I think it has, yeah. it is because it's been super politicized um, when it's a symbol, you know I mean? It's something that we're all supposed to draw from. And to me, I mean, what I've always found is it's a beautiful flag. I mean, yeah. I love the American flag oh, it because sick? it's, yeah. I, I think it's the best design flag in the world. I think even Jordan and I, at one point we were going through different flags looking like ranking them. Yeah. yeah and basically, <laughs> I mean, figure it out. like you might that like, like a fun podcast. I enjoy the flag. Yeah. Especially when there's not a visual. <laughs> component. <laughs> yeah. We're going to describe uh, the flag of uh, yeah, 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 Luxembourg yeah. to you. No, but, uh, but you know, maybe the union Jack comes close uh, because of the different components that are combined from all the different, you know, places in great Britain. But I, yeah. I, I do love the American flag. I think it's a great looking flag. And I also think there's there's just so much positivity to it that um, yeah. I just don't understand why people have this negative reaction to it. And I'm not saying everybody does. I don't want to put that on anybody out there. But it definitely yeah. seems like now, given the divided state of things in the country, um, it definitely manifests itself in that in that debate. 
what I'll say about the flag is <laughs> what I love about the American flag is it doesn't matter where you are. If you see it from a distance, yep. you know what it is. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's so iconic. It's almost like, I don't know how to, I'm trying to think of like a way to, but it's like the apple of like, of like brands or something of a flag. It's like, the you see it, you know freedom. it right away. If I look at a chart of a bunch of flags, maybe I might, like you said, I might know England, definitely right. know Canada or whatever. Like, that's a kind of a silly flag. I could say that cause I grew up there, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, it's silly, but I think the maple leaf yeah. as far, I think it's a kind of a cool flag. It is. It's, yeah. It is pretty. You know, like that one in Japan, you know, like the minimalistic yeah, branding cool, type yeah. thing, Japan yeah. sick too. I just had a kid request me making, I'm going to start like a heritage series. So, you know, like my heritage is Italian. Uh, Crowder, where are you guys from? I'm, well, I'm French and English is would be my heritage. French on my mom's side and then English on my dad's. And I'm uh, mostly Irish. We don't really pay attention to the uh, the other stuff that (laughs) that got blended in there now. 75% Irish or something and then Danish, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got a little bit of Danish in me too. And it's kind of funny, like, you know, how much of our personality we put into our heritage and stuff like that growing up. So like when I was growing up, my dad's full Italian, my, my last name, Nacarado, just crazy weird last name, you know? Yeah. But like, we were like the Nacarado boys going, growing up in Lake Tahoe, like he attributed so much to being Italian. And then I realized growing up, I'm like, I'm just a, you know, my personality is Nick. It's not necessarily, Oh, I'm Italian and all that stuff like that. <laughs> None of that really matters. Yeah. You got to just be yourself and your own personality. But going back to the whole flag thing, like, I don't like, have you guys seen this with any other country? Like we take our flag so much more seriously than anybody else. Yeah. Well, I Well, I, everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, like you said, I think it's more about like what it symbolizes to us because mm, like without getting political or anything like the, the, the and I could say this kind of having grown up in Canada and which is a you know another quote unquote free country, um, our constitution is completely different in the history of all other yeah. nations, and that that idea of you know limited power to government and giving giving actual power to the people is yeah. is a thing that doesn't re- truly exist before then before the declaration of independence you know and i feel like the flag to us at least to me encompasses all of that too at the same time it's not yeah. just a a banner i think a lot of people get hung up on the historical things that have happened in this country and not necessarily the symbolism and the drive and the unifying factor that is the flag you yeah. know what's crazy like you bring it up like quote unquote free country canada and all that stuff I, i've been thinking about this lately you guys Chime in if you agree. No. You remember that one YouTube video of Jeff Daniels from that show? Oh, the where newsroom. Said, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Newsroom, yeah. Okay. So he's like, Canada's free. This is free. All this is free. Yeah. They, all this stuff. Turns out uh, they might not be so free. With the headlines going on right now, yeah. like that one guy, I think it was in Ireland. He uh, trained his dog to do the Nazi salute joke, and he might be going to jail. <laughs> we all talked this about stuff. that yeah. at one point on here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's... Yeah, you, we we I, we I think up until recently we were taking the um, American being free for granted and not really thinking about how recent it is to yeah. have the certain things written into the Constitution, the Bill of Rights yeah. that are in there. They're, they're a lot more unique w- than we thought they were. And it's kind of being displayed right now. 
Yeah, for sure. Another example is in Canada. Uh, I know a guy, it's kind of an acquaintance of mine. We know people in the same circles that does comedy up there. And it's a pretty famous case in Canada where he made a joke in a stand-up set on, maybe it was on a live stream or something. Oh, yeah, I remember when this happened. And um, he was like basically sued by like a human rights tribunal, old, old, like a quarter million of dollars to the... Canadian government is ridiculous. Yeah, I, for I think, a joke. I think one of the things it's interesting because, and I I don't claim to speak for all other countries in the world. I know obviously there are many, but considering the fact that we are probably one of the well, we're we're a pretty young country, all things considered. We're what like two hundred and like. Yeah, maybe thirty-two uh, years old. Yeah. I think somebody. Our, our buildings aren't. Yeah. yeah, our buildings aren't that cool. You go more East Coast. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is a little bit older. A that's little bit true. Older. We're all West <laughs> yeah. Coast people. You go to you go to New York. And you're like, oh man, this is like. And then you go to Europe. You're like, oh okay, this yeah. is what actual old looks like. But the <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that like you know the United States <clears throat> has not been occupied since its inception. Like obviously the British were here. They colonized us. But once we broke free of that, the United States hasn't been occupied. And we haven't been broken as many times as a lot of these other countries have. And what's mm-hmm. interesting about that is it's a, it's such a great, it's such a gift because it's been a, an amazing experiment, the American experience and, and the Constitution and, you know, the Declaration of Independence. All these things have been one of the greatest experiment on earth as far as I'm concerned, because it's afforded us so much freedom and it's had so much more of an impact on the rest of the world. I mean, just like people talk about exporting our culture. It's like world war two. It's like we exported our culture, you know, all over Europe in the sense that we liberated them from the Nazis. And it's, it's just an interesting thing that like, I think people do take it for granted. I think, and and I think they take for granted the fact that we are so still young in this experience that there's so much more to lose, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's why you have to have a pretty healthy respect for, you know, like you said. I mean, like when I see that newsroom speech, I I, I, I <laughs> bad pun. I scoff at it because <laughs> I'm like this, like this is like this is clearly coming from a place of ignorance or at least like or maybe even willful ignorance of just how special it is to be in this country and you know well and then the irony and the very fact that that he can say that is because of the country he lives in right (laughs) yeah exactly you know that that's 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 exactly that's a great point i mean other places are not as free as the united states i talked to all sorts of people in other countries and here who have traveled abroad and they always say yeah it's fun to travel but i would pick the united states nine times out of ten you know i know um yeah you definitely get homesick you you, even just little things like engineering and piping and stuff like that i mean i went to the dominican republic with my brother and i love the dr my wife's half cuban and half dominican speaking of what like the american flag means to me i'll get into that being you know my father-in-law's cuban he's basically scarface Oh boy. You get you get homesick real quick visiting outside the United States. Things are just so well done here. Yeah. Quick segue. What is going on in the Dominican Republic right now? <laughs> oh, dude. It seems like, like things have about just the resort? gone south real fast. I just uh, all I know is that I've I, I read I think the first couple of headlines and then I saw like how many people have died? Like ten tourists have died over there or something like that. Is and that it's the deal? Like the same resort? It may be. 
I just yeah. know that that now airlines are quickly refunding flights to the Dominican Republic and rerouting to other islands or something. What a shame, dude. You can't go to Punta Cana and get some Mori Soñando. I know all this like Dominican slang and stuff like that. <laughs> I was just going to uh, say, I don't understand anything you said. <laughs> yeah, it, sounds, it sounds super refreshing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just a white gringo from California, but I speak Spanish because of the mission. I served a religious mission for my church for two years oh, in awesome. New, New Jersey, and that's actually where I met my wife. And uh, she's half Dominican, half Cuban. And um, going back to just patriotism, and what it's all about. So my father-in-law, Francisco, he came over, uh, you know, the beginning of the movie Scarface and they're riding over in the mm-hmm, sailboat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically him. He came over and Cubans are a special sort because they have a perspective that a lot of other immigrants really don't have mm. that coming from a communist country, the Cuban demographics, if you pull them, they tend to be a lot more conservative, more industrious and in starting their own business. They're here for the American dream. Mm-hmm. They're here escaping something that is so opposite of what we take for granted. It's crazy. So, you know, my father-in-law, he's such an inspiring guy coming over with nothing, starting restaurants, starting business. He's always hustling. He has 8,000 wives and 9,000 kids with all these people and stuff like that. <laughs> like, so that, like that right there, like, that's inspiring. Well, he's I'm living not. the American dream <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's living <laughs> the American dream. So part of that, cause I was, I was kind of prepping for this podcast and like, if they ask like what the flag means to me, I'm like, oh man, that just asks, it depends what day you ask me, you know, it means different things at different stages of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I was thinking, Melissa was like, talk about my dad. Remember how you used to go on rants about how cool my dad was and everything. I was like, oh yeah, that is something to tap into right now. And especially with things going on in Ireland and, uh, well, the UK with the jokes and the free speech stuff. And then we realized that, okay, free being free is definitely on a scale, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Definitely. Y- you definitely get that pride juice flowing again. You're like, Oh man, this is something we need to spread. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely a good reminder of why we, why, why we left the British or why, why we, why we just, you know, asked the British to leave, you know, in the most yeah. uh, uh, friendliest <laughs> of ways. And uh, yeah, I know you're right. It is, it is an amazing thing how your appreciation for, you know, the American flag does shift over time, especially as you learn more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I remember, I think, like, I reached out to you a couple of years ago when I was doing work for the Art of Manliness. We were looking for places to do profiles, uh, people to do profiles on. Um, yeah. And it was funny. We kind of, nothing ever came of that because kind of the Art of Manliness videos um, are, don't happen anymore. But um um, Those were awesome, though. Yo, thank you. I was watching it with my son, like, how to shave and stuff like that. <laughs> thank you. Super well produced. Oh, thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, but I remember just seeing your stuff. I don't know how I saw it on Instagram. And um, I don't even know that there was that many followers on your account at that time. But then just seeing it over the last three, four years, just like blow up um and just like the photography on that you do also is i assume you do all that stuff because it's gorgeous photography you know it's crazy like because i used to do commercial photography for another company and it's so weird when you're starting your own business i i never i don't know if you guys have experienced this but like a lot of the hobbies and skills you pick up it's it's so much easier to do it when you're employed for someone else you're like i'm just demonstrating my value but when it came to my own product product i was holding off like all the skills and all that. It was the oddest thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it and I can't even explain it, but I feel like I've held off a lot of like taking, because it should be 
something in my skill set to really take it to the next level. And the, the photography is good, but I know what I'm capable of. Yo. But for some reason, I just I recently bought like a nicer camera. Oh wow! <laughs> and yeah, I, I what, what what do you attribute that to? Do you think that's like uh, sometimes I I feel like it's sort of our our subconscious way of managing expectations in a weird way. <laughs> like you almost don't yes. want to go there because you're afraid that once you go there, you may not be as good at it as you thought you were, or, you know, you I don't want to learn that it. talent because it's going to be maybe a little bit more work than you thought it was. I mean, maybe that's, I, I can definitely relate to that if that's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm glad I, I touched on something because like, as I was speaking, I'm like, man, this sounds so stupid. Nick, what are you talking about? <laughs> like the no. one thing you're good at, you hold back on when it means more to you you but yeah. I, okay now that i rephrased it like that it makes more sense like uh, photography is more of a personal thing to me you know i used to do it for a living and stuff like that but when it came to like woodworking uh, uh i had no you know skin in the game with that of putting myself out there with that i just shoved it out there i didn't care what anybody who in woodworking in woodworking thought about it you know mm-hmm. I, I wasn't afraid of stepping on anybody else's toes or anything, but yeah. for some reason, the photography end of it, I've like, I've held that back. Cause I'm like, Oh Nick, what if it doesn't turn out as thought as you, what you, what you, what you have in your head, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's more yeah. risky to my ego, the photography yeah. part, <laughs> not the, not the woodworking part. You <laughs> it's know? crazy. Crazy. The stuff that people aren't paying you for <laughs> at yeah, that point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is funny. Um, well, how did you get yeah. like, the idea for these flags because it's it's got it's it's a very unique aesthetic it's its own thing there's nothing else like it out there i mean there are wood flags out there but they don't look like your wood yeah flags. i'm noticing a bunch crop up now but you know it's funny I, I don't really pay attention to a lot of competition i have like friends and colleagues in a similar thing but you know we follow each other on instagram but i actually mute mostly everything on instagram because i've noticed as i scroll through i i come out with a more negative attitude than i mm, yeah. started with it yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know what it's like in the podcast industry. I don't know if you've ruined podcasts for yourself because you're so <laughs> focused on growing your own one. If you listen to another one, you're just like, uh, whatever. Yeah, it happens to me too. I, I like when I, I used to listen to so many podcasts, which inspired me to start a podcast. And then I stopped listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I started a YouTube channel, yeah. uh, reviewing movies Oh, awesome. Watch, it's going to come out, and it's, like, so embarrassing. I did, like, a review on Mad Max and Chappie with Ooh. my brother back in the day. Oh, and I, awesome. You know, it was so fun. But during that time, I stopped liking movies as much. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost, it almost it's becomes. It's crazy once you monetize something. Yeah, it's bittersweet that way, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's your yeah. passion. But once you actually start to kind of make it the the one thing you're invested in, you start to maybe lose a little bit of that interest or it becomes unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as far as like designing the legacy flag, um, I mean, it's just been such a work in progress uh, over the years. I mean, I look back at some of my earlier stuff. I'm like, how did I even sell that? But, you know, it worked and it's still working now. It's just crazy how it's evolved over the time. As far as inspiration, I, it's hard. It's hard to figure out where it came from. I think one of the things that I really liked is when you look at set design for movies yeah. and how they wet the weathering techniques. Mm. I had a friend come over one time who worked on movie sets. They filmed Top Gun two in Lake Tahoe. So that's going to come out soon. And oh, he cool. was a yeah, set design that. painter. So he would specifically design. Well, he would like paint like wood on Pirates of the Caribbean to make it look like extra weathered and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And he was giving me tips on certain things. So that definitely influenced me just with the Hollywood aspect of set design. But I think, what the mission was for what I wanted the flag to look like is I want this to look like 
this was reclaimed from like a church during the Alamo or something, mm -hmm. something oh, cool. like so beaten and weathered over the time, like it's a relic. And that's kind of influenced every design, like a technique change I've pivoted to over the years. That's awesome. Were you into wood uh, working and, and carving before you started working on these flags or was it sort of like out of necessity of wanting to make the flag? It was out of necessity out of wanting to make the flag. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy because I consider the product more of an artistic product than like a woodworking thing. You know, there's no dovetails on it and all that stuff. And yeah. even though, you know, it is woodworking, um, uh, and I feel like the people in the community aren't really gatekeeping. Like, you know, it's like, uh, with comedy, if you go up on stage, you're technically a comedian. Mm -hmm. If you make something out of wood, you technically, you're woodworking, you know, yeah, it's true. Congratulations. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, and that's something I always want to keep improving on as far as the sturdiness and all that stuff of the product. But it, it's like something you frame on the wall more to me than, uh, you know, something you eat on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be like a couch or yeah, a coffee that's a good table. Point. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't need. That to probably be, take... be against flag code or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. that's actually a good point. <laughs> Spilling your chili <laughs> on the American flag. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's American and anti-American at the same time because it's American to do what you want, yeah. but it's also anti-American to burn the flag. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's As like well. the whole like a bikini and like a bathing suit debate going on. <laughs> it's just like you know, like you want to be America, and I think overall it. it it skews on the positive end of like making us, we're all on a team, you know, right. but also it's like, it's probably against flag code to make it your underwear, <laughs> but it's yeah. also awesome at the same time. Yeah. And that's what makes an American. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You get to do it both. Yep. Yeah. And you're free to do it. You know, yeah, that's the, that's, the biggest that's, thing that's is like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. That's awesome. So what did you, how did you uh, like figure out, how to make them then if you didn't do any woodworking before did you you what have was, to learn from process? somebody else or youtube yeah. videos or no, it's so weird it's like this weird aha singular moment in my life like i've yeah. made some techniques that i kind of hold close to myself yeah but I, I i i sometimes hypothesize to myself is this because i wasn't into woodworking that i was mm. able to do something different yeah it makes sense yeah, it's almost like maybe the curiosity was a little bit fresh. Like it was kind of a fresh experience, you know, more curiosity into it. Yeah, maybe looking at it a completely different way and not have it being like a a crazy hobby of mine mm. led me to do something that looks different from everybody else's. And I think people are responding to that. Yeah. And, like uh, you know, and it's not like a crazy secret. Like I'm not into DIY or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's a product and I, and I love it as a product. Um, and I, I feel like, I did like a, like a parody post on Instagram, like, you know, DIY, how to make a legacy flag, like <laughs> put wood together, you know, spend hours carving on it. The end, you know, <laughs> there it is, you know, yeah, and I definitely, uh, you know, sped up the process. So, you know, I don't like wither my bones away, you know, like yeah. I would be like, like an 84 year old by now, if I didn't like come up with special techniques to help me weather it quicker and yeah. stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I want to learn to make something out of wood now. <laughs> I feel like you've been you've been talking about getting into woodworking for a while. For a while, I bought like some that. things and then didn't have time for well, it. And there you I go. go. Now, back to now, it. like take 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 uh, from uh, his lead, and you know, dude, come to Tahoe. Yeah. I'll show you the spot, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd love Jump to see on it. Into it. You guys are in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, have you, you been know up what? To Tahoe? No, no, I never. Yeah, you know, it's been on my list for a while. Oh, it's amazing up here. Oh, it sounds great. It's amazing. 
Well, when you were talking about like, um, you know, being stuck in traffic and I remember I had friends in LA and like for some people's jobs, like a nine to five job, like you add like four hours to it, just sitting in the car, it seems like. Yeah. And they ended up moving closer to me and they're just like, oh no. But you guys, you, you two are Hollywood, you know, you gotta be down there. You gotta rub (laughs) shoulders with everybody. So it's, it's your cross to bear. I'm sorry. That's true. (laughs) It comes with the territory of being, you know, uh, ridiculously famous and, you know, good <laughs> <Yeah>. looking. <laughs> Although, you know, I was talking. Well, yeah, I got butterflies coming. <laughs> yeah. I, I was listening recently to uh, the, do you guys know, you know the Duplass brothers. Do you know the Duplass yeah. brothers, the filmmakers? Mark and uh, Mark Yeah, Duplass. Mark Duplass. Yeah. Well, hold on. Was he on Rogan or something? That I'm going to Google this real quick. He might have so been. Familiar. He's Maybe. been. He's was on a show called. What's the, the League. What's the other one called? What's the he, other? One? Um, uh, there's uh, Mark and Jay. Jay, Jay, yeah. But th- they uh, have a book out, which is I've been listening to on audiobook, and they were talking. Oh, he's a director, about, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he like when he moved out to L.A., he talking about rubbing shoulders and stuff. He said that they probably spent about the two brothers spent about like 200 hours in their first year taking general meetings with nothing coming of it. Wow. And then it had dawned on them. They were talking. They're like, "How long does it take for us to get a first draft of a decent script?" Because they had been they were taking all these meetings with people like their first movie, and they called their agent and said, "All right, we're not taking general meetings anymore." Oh my! They're God. like, "What are you talking about? That you can't do that. That's never done." But so it's, yeah. again, it's looking at something from a different that's, perspective. That's and- a great lesson. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it always takes that one person at work to be like, why are we doing this meeting? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then they realize, oh my gosh, we're all wasting our time doing a certain, doing it a certain way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What else could we be doing with our time? I could make a kick-ass flag that goes on my wall. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Or buy one. Or buy one. Yeah. Or spend time shopping for one. So how long is it? Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, so I was thinking about like marketing and getting followers and stuff like that. Like, I just feel like I, I'm just so lucky because I mean, I make a cool thing, but like I said, making the cool thing is the easy part. Getting eyes on it is a tough part. Yeah, for sure. So, But w- since my item is like a, it's, it's like a premium product. It's a high cost thing. I've been able to leverage it. Unlike like a t-shirt company, it's hard to get influencers to wear your shirt Yeah. and to do that. You got to pay them, you know? I didn't have the money when I was first starting to, to pay somebody for like a shout out or an Instagram thing. But yeah. what I did do for forever, and I've eventually grown a pretty sweet list of people who've, who have my flag or it's been on podcast and yada, yada. Yeah. It's just, I just hit people up on DMs. Thank goodness for social media. God bless you. Oh, yeah. Instagram, you know, like I was saying, Hey, I make the best flags in the world. You know, it's a little cocky, but you know, it's the way I do it, you know? Yeah, and, if it's uh, the truth. do you want one in exchange, you know, maybe snack, depending on how, how celebritized these people are, you know, maybe snap, snap a pickup when it's there, you know, depending on how, how popular they are or <laughs> a little bit more direct. It's like, Hey, you know, or just, you know, give me a shout out for a flag. Let's do it. You know, it's yeah. a win-win. And yeah. since it's not like a t-shirt, like the, people just, you know, they, they do it and uh, it's been amazing. So it's like been like guerrilla marketing, you know? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw. I think it was recently. I saw that uh, Theo Vaughn has it on the back of his podcast background. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Gang, yeah. (laughs) Theo Vaughn's awesome. He's you know it's amazing. He he was just on Tom Segura's podcast, and like there was this huge conspiracy theory about Theo Gate and all that hilarious hilarious stuff, and then turns out 
they were just owning all of us. They, they, <laughs> they were in on it the whole time. It's like one of the, <laughs> it's one of the best reveals ever because, I mean, you want all these people to be friends. Yeah, of course. So it's so good. Is it's, my mic sounding funny? No, no, we Brain can hear you. Good? Yeah, it sounds good it's actually. Yeti. Probably sounds better than okay. ours. <laughs> yeah. Blue Yeti. We've got a Blue Yeti, except we couldn't use it for the two of us, so we ended up going to these two. Yeah, it would have been gotten it would have it would have gotten intimate real fast if we had, if we had both. You know, it's funny, I bought this Blue Yeti light. back in the day to play video games with and then ended up sticking it in a box and I was so glad when you guys requested me for the podcast. I'm like, do I still have a good mic somewhere? Oh, there we go. And then I was like, yes. <laughs> so stoked. The time. I never wanted to get into streaming or anything like that. Yeah. Because that's just that's too much. That's yeah. too much. I don't that's understand busy. the whole live streaming of video games. I I just like, I know recently, it's a thing, but I, I just don't understand I, it. I recently kind of started watching PewDiePie do some uh, video games live streaming, and they're usually like 20 minute clips yeah. and well, PewDiePie saying you watch PewDiePie in 2019 is a lot different from saying it back exactly, in the day. Exactly. Back in the yeah, day, yeah. it was the epitome of what you hate about video game streamers, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, punch <laughs> bro fist and all that stuff. Right. Now right. he just reviews memes and, and he just like, kind of oh, makes fun of himself. Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think that's the thing is that like he was playing like Minecraft or something and it was like yeah. super entertaining because it was, uh, I can get it was, that, I guess. It was if big, it's you know, a funny commentary. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that's what you that's what you have to go. It either has to be my experiences is it either has to be a really hot woman or a really funny <laughs> guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that but that's just like thing. life. You're just describing life. I know, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're a hot girl, I think you got there baked, we go. into your, baked into your DNA. Just yeah, a streaming yeah, yeah. career if you want to sell out to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they, yeah, they, they knew. How, yeah, that's a, that's a hack. When it comes to, to streamers, though, you know, it's an interesting debate because it's like, why would you watch somebody else play video games when you could just do that yourself? Yeah, but that's true. You, you start thinking about it and like, we, we do this a lot. We watch other people play sports. Yeah, we watch mm-hmm. other people on podcasts, funny enough, yep. and that's yeah. just a simulation of a good phone conversation. It's true. <laughs> yeah. we, we just like get it, like kind of like be a fly on the wall to another good phone conversation when we could be doing it ourselves. Like this is my first podcast and like, yeah. oh, this is great. This is better than listening to a podcast because I, I get to finally say out loud the things I'm thinking in the head as I'm pretending I'm on the podcast with Joe Rogan, you know, everyone always fantasizes about being called Joe Rogan, you know, <laughs> what would I say? Yada, yada. Now you get to do it. But, um, I'm sorry yeah, to tell you our games, so podcast. Weird oh, sorry, we got we got overlapped there. I said sorry to tell you that our podcast doesn't have the same reach as Joe Rogan. But go ahead, no. No, you got better reach, man. You're, you're to the people I want to reach. Um, you know, it's just funny that we all fantasize about that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, we watch other people have human interaction for entertainment. Yeah, for sure. Um, and sometimes too, like I find myself doing weird stuff, like YouTubing things, where it's like, um, like I'll do, like I'm a, I'm a weird guy. Like before I buy something, I do a lot of research on it online. Oh, that's and, not weird. Yeah, and look up Hours. on YouTube. Yeah, and then when I get it, like, and then see like what my feelings are about whatever the thing that I ordered. I go back on YouTube to see like, well, do other people feel the same <laughs> way as uh. me? Please confirm. Validate me, internet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. We don't want to feel like a moron. Yeah, for sure. It's like when people buy... Oh, geez. I don't know if you can hear a baby scream. (laughs) That's all right. 
Yeah, when you when you buy something expensive, like there's like a dissonance. You're like, I don't want to feel like a moron. So it's almost like the more expensive the product you buy, the more inclined you are to pretend to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the catch twenty two. Yeah, there's a little bit of that too, like a a psychology. Like I've got some some friends that like when it comes to like gear or whatever, where they like buy only like the most expensive stuff. And like for someone like me who does a lot of research, what I'll do is I'll go, okay, what makes that most expensive thing great? Does it have any validity to it? Or is there something else that is comparable that I could save some money? I would like, and I'll really find what I think is like the best value for what I could, what I could pay for or whatever. And, uh, and then they'll just be like, because it's not the, the brand or the expensiveness of a certain thing, they'll just write it off. And I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you being in a video production and filming, like, I mean, I watched a video, a YouTube of yours a while ago, just on how to make a cheap slide, you know, a camera slide <laughs> using a mouse pad and that. pens. It's hilarious, yeah. but it works. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's funny when you think about like, cause you know, once you get into like fancy gimbals yeah. and all these fun things, uh, you remember those days fondly when you did these Jerry rig tripod techniques to get smooth video and you're yeah. like, man, I was almost happier doing it this way than just buying the gear. Yeah. We look so far, we look so much into like buying a, a the Sony a7 III or the a7R III and yeah. all these fancy lenses. Then we finally get it and then we realize, I kind of liked working with worse equipment, but making it work. There's a certain joy yeah. to figuring it out better. Like you could only afford like a, for example, like a certain focal length lens. Yeah. Like I could only afford on a crop sensor, like a 50 millimeter lens. So instead of stepping backwards, I would do like a bunch of like st- like panoramas and stitches and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And sometimes you realize like I'm having more fun than if I had all the gear and all the backpacks and all that stuff. It's this weird thing. Like I yeah. just went with it with ski equipment too. Like I, I, I'm a better skier on crappier skis sometimes. Like what's <laughs> going on here? I trick myself There's, into thinking. Yeah. Maybe, this. yeah, maybe a little more charm to the creative aspect of it. Yeah. You know, figuring out and, and kind of hacking it. Well, I think that there's a something that, and get you know, when you're given kind of limitations, you're forced to be creative, and that activates your brain in a different way than when it's just kind of yeah. given to you easily. But I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Yeah, I uh, I spent funny, talking about cameras since you're a photographer. I uh, a couple of years ago, I was looking into getting a new camera. And I'm just realizing, like, going through YouTube reviews and stuff of of cameras, seeing, like, how quickly the best, whatever the best model was, would change, like, every few months. And I was like, why am I going to drop, like, three grand on a camera that's going to be obsolete in a few months? And so I spent my time, like... um, I ended up say, uh, using that money to buy like uh, cinema lenses, like fixed cinema lenses. Oh wow! And um, and learned how to use those, and then just got amazing results on the cameras that I already had. And uh, and then I would like ended up rent like if I working for a client and they want it shot in 4K or whatever it is, I'd rent that camera, use my lenses on it. But it forced me to like be much more creative and like le- and have something that's you know that's not obsolete and that I don't know. There's something to that, I guess. Yeah, you'll go down the rabbit hole of listening to Kai, you know, review lenses in England, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're like, what, "What's the best? What's the best camera, Kai? Tell me." Yeah. And then even these YouTubers will tell you, 
you don't need the latest and greatest. They'll keep stressing it to you, but that's not what the people in the market to buy a camera want to hear. Yeah. They want all their problems solved. They're like, just, just tell me, just tell me to buy the A7 III. Just to, when you're looking for reviews, you almost don't want a nuanced opinion. You want them to tell you, buy this, yeah. end your misery now of your research, you know? <laughs> yeah, or, it's true. But the truth is most of them should be telling you the camera you got right now, that's fine. Yeah. You're yeah. not making billboards, you know, you don't need <laughs> yeah, to blow right. this up. You're not shooting slow-mo 4k 60 yeah. or 4k 120, you know? And when I but, think of like what I've shot in film school on those old camcorders and then the fact that I've had for my own personal stuff, not necessarily for client work, I've had the same camera for 10 years <laughs> and I look at the stuff I shot on it when I first got it and the stuff that I shoot on it now. And it's uh -huh. the same camera, different lenses, different skill set from over a decade of learning it. And like the qual like the, the 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 quality has improved mainly because of what I've learned to do with it. But like when you look at the resolution and all that stuff, like it's the same thing. Like it's not really yeah, it hasn't yeah. like increased that much. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't matter. Everyone's looking at it at a square by square on Instagram. Yeah, Nobody's right. clicking and pinching and zooming like you are. Yeah. None of that resolution really comes into play. Yeah, unless you're doing crazy billboards. And it's funny how you mentioned like your early photography versus your current photography. Yeah. I mean, I'll look back and I'll be embarrassed of the stuff yeah. I shot. And, and mostly it's the editing, you know? Yeah. You're, you're embarrassed of like shooting on train tracks and stuff like that, like family portraits. There's yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so common what I'm doing. Behind the I'm train. I'm never shooting a family on a train track ever again. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. But, and then like you'll just overdo the colors, overdo all this stuff. And yeah. then, I guess I guess one thing that good equipment allows you to do is just to sometimes the the image quality itself you don't need to make it interesting by adding way too many Lightroom presets yeah, to it. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, no, but I totally agree with what you're saying. <laughs> like, true. it's really not about gear. Yeah. It's almost like a mental excuse we give ourselves to like put off really, really making the products we want to make right now. Like, yeah. well, I just I need this. I need that. You just yeah. need to. It's like with starting a business. Just put it out there. Yeah. We're all so afraid. It. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. What do you shoot on? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, speak, yeah, I just got an A7 III and all the expenses. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you could, yeah, I mean, and you're I a place actually, now where you could do that. I am noticing, like, oh, the image quality is a little bit better. Yeah. Especially when you're doing, like, the fake depth effect on your, on a cell phone. You're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh right, yeah. Come on, Nick. Yeah. Well, that's Step like. Step it up. Yeah. Well, that's what happens too. It's like, I'll be like, we'll be like, I've joking around with my wife before, like, uh, we'll be taking pictures with, uh, with the iPhone or whatever. And she'll give me her phone and I'll take the picture. And she's like, how come every time you use my phone, it looks so much better. She's always saying, I want an iPhone 10. It's got a better, a yeah. better yeah, yeah, yeah. camera. And then you'll smugly say, it's not about the gear. <laughs> it's not about the gear. It's me. That's how you <laughs> use Jordan. it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, uh, so do you see, I see that on your site um, with the with the flags, you're kind of, you've expanded to doing, uh, you know, like law enforcement flags and state flags um, and that kind of thing. Is that, do you see yourself doing like any, like, is there other things you see yourself doing with that kind of method over time or are you, is that what you want to stick with or? Yeah. So right now I'm adding like the heritage series. Oh, so, yeah. 
and I'm working on branding with that, you know, because, you know, it's American and it's a patriotic brand, but I also want to celebrate where we come from as well. Yeah. So, you know, like Italian flags are cool. Union Jacks are cool. Like I've made a Union Jack on the down low for like this, one of my old British neighbors and she's the <laughs> sweetest lady ever. And, um, and I realized I'm like, you know, there's still a lot of value Yeah. and, and pride from where we came from as well. Obviously, the American flag is paramount. <laughs> Let's yeah. get real here. Yeah, but, of course. I mean, like, I just made a Japan. I, I made a Japan flag for. Um, I feel so local in Tahoe because I go to UPS and I know everybody there, and like I'm there all the time because of my business. I'm like, oh man, this is like yeah. out of like a movie, you know? <laughs> just knowing everybody, like knowing all the diner waitresses. I'm like, oh, I love this so much. Yeah, I love being like. The local guy, like I'm in a Groundhog Day movie, you know? <laughs> but anyways, awesome. like I got close with one of the UPS driver guys and this kid loves anime and he's like, hey, can you make me a Japan flag? And I was like, you know, yeah, that's so simple. Why not? <laughs> and what, I, I like the way it turned out so much. I'm like, you know, I should start like the Heritage Series or something. So yeah, other country flags are coming up. I, I eventually wanted to make like a, a style of a restoration hardware type brand, just high end coffee tables and stuff like that. Not necessarily flags on top of that, Yeah. but that would get into a, ter- a new skill set that I am working on right now of building furniture grade stuff instead of decor grade. So, nice. I mean, that's down the pipe and I don't know if that's going to be a separate brand because it, it's tough out there. You know, you, you guys with podcasts, you want to target a niche, Yeah. you know, gentlemen, gentlemen, scuffle. You got a certain branding, a certain thing you want to do. And it's always tough because when you start off, you always want to be so, I want to do everything. Yeah. Like in my mind right now, if I I were to start a podcast, I'm like, well, I want to talk about movies. I would talk about woodworking, you know, maybe current news, all that stuff. And then I realized I'll just get lost in the sea of podcasts. I need a, (laughs) I need to have an angle, which is sad because you don't want to limit yourself, you know? And I, I made the branding mistake when I started the legacy flag. It used to be known as LGCY decor, which is like a stylized version of legacy decor. Yeah. I remember that. And and then I feel like I'm like, I made all the branding mistakes you can make when you first start a company. Like I was too broad. I'm like, I want to be like, you know, like a big, big decor brand instead of just flags. But then I realized no flags. If you want to get this business going and like achieve your goals, you need to target something and hit it hard. So like I've been focused on flags, just making the as perfect as possible. And then I realized that's when I did the rebrand to the legacy flag because I mean LGCY decor sounded like a mixture of like TCBY treats and LGBT <laughs> all like rolled into a, like one terrible freaking so, branding. Thing. Sounds like, like a gay wow. yogurt shop. Yeah, it's a gay yogurt <laughs> shop. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's America, but yeah. it's also. Somebody's not, nobody's going to search that. It's different. It's, it's, so yeah, legacy flag. I wanted something built good and something that would stand the test of trends and stuff like that, that you want to hand down. Like I said, I want it to look like, like a, like a relic or something that you would pass down, like a cool old musket that you hang over the fireplace. In this case, I want it to be like a flag. Yeah. So that's my spiel on my branding mistakes of the past. We can, I could talk forever (laughs) on just all the mistakes I've made, but I'm glad I made them. Yeah, of course. Glad it pivoted yeah. to now. But as far as the future, yeah. Just keep doing this and uh, eventually get into furniture. I just don't know if I'll have that be a side brand, you know? Yeah. I was thinking of like, oh, legacy kids doing like, you know, kids decor room stuff. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, this is where I am right now. That's pretty cool, though. That's pretty That's awesome. awesome. I, I always wonder like with some of the other flags, like when you get into like – the territory of some international flags that have like 
like strange artwork and so like weird like so many weird colors and stuff is that something that you're gonna have to adapt to or is that something you're ready for yeah (laughs) so like like i'm artistic as far as like like macro artistry like if somebody Mm. wants a flag with like a crazy crest in the middle yeah I, i i i usually reject that kind of work and I'm sure you know as a video producer that the power, the ability to say no to work is the most liberating thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Because you're like, listen, this is not, I can't produce something up to the quality that my brand is associated with if you want me to do this certain thing. That's not my bread and butter right now, but I'll get back to you in the future. So like with with crests and like intricate, weird, like like Albania has a crazy dragon and all that stuff, even though that one's simple, bad example, but you know what I mean? Like I would need like new equipment, like a CNC router machine that would automatically do like, you know, like the family crest that people request from me sometimes. That makes sense. Right now it's, you know, it's limited to what I could do with my hands and what I could do successfully. But once it gets like so tight and everything like that, I'm like... I, I, I don't want to do like screen printing. I don't want to do yeah. like just weird stencil paint work. I want it to look similar to the aesthetic I've established. Yeah, of course. So until I decide to go down the CNC road for emblems, I'm not going to hit that yet. Well, you did the California flag on there, which is pretty, I mean, that's not, that's not super Yeah, but simple. there's pretty big, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. I, I made an exception for Cali. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and which is it's funny, you know. I just heard recently. I was listening to Joe Rogan, like, because yeah. like the California bear, it's like, I grew up in Lake Tahoe, and, and the bears in Tahoe, they don't look like that. They're no. like overgrown rats here, you know. <laughs> yeah, like that's a grizzly bear, and apparently we just killed all the grizzly bears that used to be here in California. Yeah, and in insane. a way, thank goodness for that because yeah, like even say. hiking and stuff. I'm so glad I don't have, like in LA. You guys got to think about mountain lions and cougars way more often than I do. Yeah, I get to just go into the forest and not think about monsters eating me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, true. yeah. It's 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 good not to have to think too much about grizzly bears. I, I don't know if we're I don't know if we're really missing out on. Uh, yeah, I don't have big grizzly. Yeah. I don't miss them. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're Canada. Where, yeah. where in Canada were you at? I I grew up in Quebec, so um. I think we did have bears there. I just don't like remember ever that being a threat though, going camping and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe they were there and my parents kept me in the dark, but I don't remember like people talking (laughs) about bears. Like Like at one point there was a grizzly bear (laughs) standing. There was a grizzly bear. We do not go on hikes. Why? (laughs) (laughs) And always wear, always wear yellow and carry this can of, yeah. Of hairspray. Dude, I'll defend the village till the day I die, man. I, love I think that it's movie. just a movie of bad editing in a way it, because yeah. they revealed the secret and then they tried to trick you into thinking it was not the secret. If M. Night Shyamalan had somebody edit it, here's my little spiel on the village. If mm. they somehow made it edited so they kept us in the dark that the monsters were real up until the very end and then condensed all their awesome plot twists that it's modern day. And that it was the village idiot who was there all until one reveal. So she gets outside the fence. Mm. She realizes it's modern day and then zooms back to realizing, oh, my gosh, we invented these monsters to keep us secluded. And then it goes into the hole with Adrian Brody as he's dying and then just cut the film there. I think it would have been way more effective. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan sometimes has a uh, a bad habit of of. 
I don't know. His twists sometimes aren't as well paced out as it's kind of like my uh, criticism too. As much as it's a great movie as it is, that uh, Psycho is like that too. Like the ending to Psycho, the Alfred yeah. Hitchcock movie. Like the way they are they you, have that guy. Are you calling? Spoiler out, alert! Are you cal- calling call out Alfred Hitchcock yeah, call right out, now? Dude. No, it's a great movie, but I don't think it we have needs. Podcast, to- we have movie podcast now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't need that whole the whole explanation of everything at the end. What do you mean? Like what? Like when like he's- there was like some guy like behind the glass, the glass. like some cop explaining like yeah like. Do you oh, know really? all the like this whole thing, and it's oh, like we could have been yeah, much yeah. simpler than that. Then probably, yeah. yeah. Even though the ending shot is iconic, it's just the the dialogue over it is a little much. I think. It is a little, yeah. Nowadays, maybe back then, and you know, in context, I, I, <laughs> I just feel like like I don't judge a movie's like if it's a thriller with like an intriguing twist at the end. I I I'm much more happy just enjoying the movie if the setup is good rather than if the payoff is good because it's yeah. so hard to get those right at the end. If you get it right at the end, you're an all time movie, you know, yeah. but it, but if it kind of stumbles and it doesn't like you have a refrigerator move a moment, like Hitchcock says, like after the movie, you're standing at the refrigerator, staring into it thinking, wait, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, even if you get <laughs> right. the refrigerator movement, a uh, moment after a movie, you, you still enjoyed it for the amount of time. Yeah. If the setup is good, I f- in my opinion, it's still a great movie. Yeah. No, and that's I why I, so I, I kind of yeah. defend Shyamalan. I'm like, he puts up yeah. cool premises. Yeah. They don't go if they don't go if it doesn't turn out doesn't turn out it's whatever. Yeah. But it's still sweet for you know seventy five percent of it. Yeah. You don't definitely. have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, gosh, we ending we, on Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. We, well, we've we've talked for almost an hour, Nick. I mean, I we I feel like we 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 should close up here, but but it, yeah, it's no. been great talking to you. How do I mean if people want to find your stuff? How do they? How can they find you? So the legacyflag.com, I'm so glad I rebranded. Imagine me saying right now, go to www.lgcy decor. Okay, hope you remember this. Yeah. It's stylized legacy, so no vowels. Yeah. It's just search the legacy flag and you'll get me. And yeah. then uh nice. same thing on Instagram. And uh, I'm not on Twitter because I can't stand it. Yeah. And I don't need it. Stay away from Twitter. Just not deal with it, you know. Yeah. So Hi right. guys. Well, thanks, Thank man. So we appreciate it. And you have a great Fourth of July. Later, Jordan. Billy Zane. Love you guys. Men or women, this one's for you. Let me take a second to talk to you about GORUCK. Now, you've heard us on this show talk about their awesome endurance events, which are you know great for fitness and team building. But of course, they are known for their amazing gear. Some of the best gear in the world, actually. I myself own a GR1 rucksack for all my rucking and training. I also have one of their uh, 30-pound ruck plates, which is so convenient because I could just drop it in the laptop compartment on my bag, and I have a weighted ruck. It's super cool. But one of my all time favorite things that they offer are their sandbags. Now, if you've never trained with a sandbag, you're in for a treat. I love that you can keep it in the trunk of your car and take it to the park and you have a gym anywhere. Ever try doing sandbag man makers with 60 pounds? I mean, you get a fun and very hard training session in really quickly. Um, It's a big bag of suck in all the right ways. Now, Even if you're not in the rucking, they have tons of sleek apparel for the outdoors in addition to their gear uh, that is tough as nails and built to military standards. Also, their apparel and gear offer their scars a lifetime warranty, so you buy the item once and that's it. You're set for life. 
But you know what the greatest thing is about GORUCK? All of it is made in the good old USA and by special forces veterans, mind you. It doesn't get more badass than that. That's right. America. To check out GORUCK gear, go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash GORUCK, and anything you buy through that link helps support the show. That's gentlemanscofflaw.com slash GORUCK. Whether it's for your fitness regimen, your, you know, your outdoor lifestyle, or just, you know, a great bag for everyday carry, um, you're going to want to check them out. GORUCK, built in the USA. All right. That was fun getting to talk to Nick. Yeah, that was great. He's a great guest. That was great. Um, yeah, sometimes you never know with those those uh, you know uh, those artists or you know those people behind the scenes if they're interesting as well in person. <laughs> and, and I'm he, glad that he, he definitely was, f- he fills the yeah. We should have him on as a as a guest co-host someday when we need. Uh, oh, that's a great idea. Person. Well, or if we ever go out to Lake Tahoe and yeah. you know decide to wreck it out there, or, you know, just go. I, don't I know, think they do the. Um, What's the survivalist course they do out in Lake Tahoe? The Goruck one, I forget what it, which one is called. Maybe it's a, it's not a scent, but it's something like that. I can't remember. But uh, they used to do it in Lake Tahoe. That's cool. Yeah, so that'd be, that'd be fun neat. to go out there. All right, um, we're gonna read that first, uh, that first iTunes review there, Donovan. What does that say? All right, it says not just for gentlemen. Five stars. We love this podcast, even though we're girls. Totally entertaining. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's nice. Thank you for that. All, for all the female uh, female scofflaws out there. Yeah. Lady scofflaws Lady out there. Lady We're glad there are some out there enjoying yeah. it. Um, I'll read that second one. It says, for the gents, five stars by Beatrice Cuddlebutt. <laughs> She says, "Perhaps another lady scofflaw." <laughs> if you're wow. a gentleman, and especially if you're not, you don't want to miss this show. Come for the show, stay for the laughs. Oh, that's great. We got a lot of uh, lady lady scofflaw listeners. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of lady scofflaws out there. <laughs> a lot of lady scofflaws. Yeah, maybe lady scofflaw. Maybe your lady scofflaw can you know. She brought in the demographic. Yeah, that's she what sure happened. did. That's exactly what happened. That's what that's, it definitely wasn't my sexy voice, <laughs> or maybe it was. All right, um, all right, let's go to a voicemail here. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call the number man m a n eight one scoff s c o f f. I don't know what those numbers are, but if you type them in your keypad and hit those letters, yeah. you will get our number and uh, leave us a voicemail. Hey guys, this is Dan Just calling in. I want to thank you guys for putting on a great show and uh, for giving us great content. Um, I wish you guys the best, and I I hope to hear uh, more of your podcast um, each and every month. So um, thank you, Jordan, the Don, and Johnny. Uh, hope you guys uh, yeah hope you guys are, uh, continue to have much success. Oh, that's Ariana too in the back. She wants to thank you guys as well. Uh, so, yeah, man. Good luck to you guys. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Thank God a normal person, finally. <laughs> finally man. a normal person. I was getting Another worried. That, I was getting worried that, you know, we were accruing a nice, healthy list of stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. A normal person with a child. Yeah, with a child. Uh, I have a thank child. Thank you, Dan. Uh, 
and uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. And uh, appreciate your reference to Johnny as well, too. Or uh, may he rest in Never peace. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Donovan, uh, if people want to support the show, how can they do that? Yeah, I love how you always kick this over me because I'm the worst at it. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on gentlemanscofflaw.com. You're never ready for it, even I know, though I'm never I do it every it. episode. I know. Well, because you, ca- you catch me off guard, I'm just like, oh, yeah, we'll just keep scoffing in line. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can uh, hit us up over on gentlemanscofflaw.com for links and show notes. You can uh, go to the merch shop, which is on gentlemanscofflaw.com, and you can get yourself some flip flops because it's summer. You can get yourself a flask because it's also summer, and you can get yourself a pint glass because. That just works any time of the year. Actually, you know what? The <laughs> flask probably works any time of the year as well. Yeah. Well, um, some of the flip-flops, you can use them in hotel rooms. True, but... That's what I do. Peak, I never want to walk barefoot They peak during floors. summer. That's the, yeah, that's the, that's that's the rule. Don't don't undercut my sage. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> then uh, you can also find us on Patreon, where you'll find uh, some extras and and things of that nature um we're gonna be really working on our patreon coming up uh yeah. adding some more content as summer come yeah especially on. over the next couple of weeks maybe, we might may, be doing some maybe more some cocktail reviews maybe some you know more tobacco reviews maybe some in-depth analysis of some of this stuff as well as yeah. movie reviews basically just like you know kind of getting a little bit more specific about stuff so we'll be letting you guys know when that stuff is posted but you could always sign up to see what's there now and what we've added recently um you that's can find nice. us on instagram and facebook and twitter and i think all that's about it places. and all the good places i don't know what where 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 is our what's our platform for podcasting we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on uh, the other one. Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, Spotify now, too, just in recent couple months. So Nice. Fun. All right, uh, you are a gentleman and a scofflaw, my friend. And so are you. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to you, too, and thank you. And you guys have a great 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. And long live the Republic. Oh, hell yeah. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain says, his ice on the river. We ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey!